We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking game week 28 this week. I am Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're coming to you Thursday morning, so this is after maybe two or three press conferences. So we're hopefully, you know, won't be missing on too many injuries. But Chris, welcome in. Good morning. 7 a.m. near you. How, how are we feeling? Feeling well. Need this coffee to kick in a little bit more. <laughs> It's uh, good to talk again. I, th- I was saying last week how nice it's been to have some big games played throughout. It seems like every midweek's got a big game. And uh, last week we had the, the League Cup final, which you know turned out well for myself and for Liverpool. Uh, it's a little bit, a little bit questionable um, on some of the things that happened in that game. Overall, great game. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then just some FA Cup matches to uh, have on in the background during the day. So... Yeah, it's been good. And then also we had uh, the beginning of the MLS season last uh, last weekend, too. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm a Sounders supporter. wouldn't say like super fan or anything like that, but kind of just a transplant. And so uh, I got I'm, I'm going back to the well here this week. That's with what my, I thought that was with, okay. with my kits and wagers, or my kit for kits and wagers. <laughs> Um, last night I went and saw Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Um, it's like a kind of Americana, like folk rock band. And, uh, they, they, they were better than I thought they were going to be honestly. And, uh, for the last, uh, for the encore, when they came back out, they brought out Mike McCready, the, uh, the guitarist from Pearl Jam, uh, to do the encore. And the last song that they finished with was little wing by Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) <laughs> which and so i was just like wow yeah so it was really cool i totally unexpected and uh the sounders kit is like Jimi hendrix inspired um it's like you know purple rain type of or you know purple so it's, it's pretty cool but uh i was like you know what mls started last weekend i just saw <laughs> little wing live and uh yeah I, that's how i roll. i was like i gotta go, go with this one but nice yeah. i mean you got you got jason isbell bringing in pearl jam yeah and then playing Jimi hendrix it's pretty it was, wild it was the best of a lot of worlds there yeah, i mean what this was less than 12 hours ago so you know chris yeah. is is here it's, for the show yeah it was about like yeah about eight hours ago <laughs> 10 hours ago <laughs> yeah so me i'm going i got manchester united here this is my only uh, paraphernalia here for any either of the Manchester clubs so I had to 
for the Derby, I had to go with my one Manchester piece, and it happens to be Manchester United. And I'm not saying that's who I'm supporting, but uh, we'll get to that later in the show. But so I guess we got to first touch on just, I, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing in the betting community, it's bad to, you know, brag or even talk about success. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'm very reluctant to do this, but because, you know, my next month is going to be terrible, but you know, it's, it's not. It's not every day that you hit every bet that you reveal to the public. So last week I hit on my best bet in the show, which was Brentford, Newcastle. No on both teams to score. Brentford got an early red card. And, you know, they're pretty much in trouble that entire match against Newcastle. Lost 2-0. In my article at rotowire.com, you can find that every week. Uh, I hit all four of my bets in that one. And then I think I hit what I hit draw. We we had our bets on Twitter and Rotowire Soccer. I hit draw between Chelsea and Liverpool in the League Cup final. And for the subscribers, if you want to subscribe to Rotowire, rotowire.com slash soccer trial free, 10 day trial, no credit card required. Yesterday I was messing around with a FA Cup parlay. It involved, I, so I saw Chelsea starting 11. They're starting, what, uh, Hudson Adoy and Kennedy at fullback. So I, you know, I figured uh, Luton Town, I believe they played, we're going to get at least a goal. So I put that together as plus 115 for both teams to score in that match. Combine that with the over in Southampton, West Ham. And then I took Liverpool money line. And I was like plus 400 odds on the parlay. That hit. So I'm coming into the show. <laughs> All these winners, except now that I'm I'm saying this out loud, I definitely like the next month I'm going to be losing bets. But uh, hopefully, maybe this is the anti-jinx because I'm realizing that that's that I'm saying this. So maybe you know, double jinx, anti-jinx, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. You're just it's like meditation. You're like recognizing all the emotions around you, <laughs> you know? and and because you do that, then you'll have future success. So. I mean, good for you on that. That sounds like a heck of a FA Cup parlay. Yeah, I mean, what FA Cup parlay previous week was Europa League, Europa Conference League yes. parlay. Just, just getting well, those all in there. What we're learning here is that the midweek, uh, midweek matches, the parlays <laughs> for those are your your bread and butter. So you know, get in the Discord. Yeah, it seems like I'm just. It's easier to do parlays midweek than I don't know. I like all this the singular bets going on the weekend because I guess it's more prep time. Whereas with, you know, this midweek stuff, you kind of, you got to wait until the lineup comes right. out because you don't know who's playing in these midweek matches. And then once you see that, then you can make your move. So maybe that's, that's maybe why I like parlays a little more. I don't know. You're the, you're like less like in the trenches too on some of those bets, you know, whereas <laughs> like the Premier League, you've done player notes, you've done rankings, you, you, you know, you've got an article coming out and you're like, okay, like, I think I know everything that I know. And, and then you'd like, you know, kind of single in on hone in on one, a couple specific bets. Whereas like that, you're like, ah, you know, that sounds kind of good. Like let's yeah. roll with that. I kind of like that player too. You know, maybe we'll, we'll roll with this team. Yeah. So gaming 28 here, we are discussing, we got two pretty big matchups and we also have, I guess I'll say, okay, we got three pretty big matchups. First one we're talking about is a relegation battle. And I was just saying before the show, it's kind of surprising that, you know, Brentford are actually 15th in the table. It seems like they've lost like every match over the last three months, but that's where they are. So we got Norwich home against Brentford. Norwich are plus 195 to win. They're actually the underdog. Draws plus 210 and Brentford are plus 160 to win, which is kind of surprising here. 
You can get over two and a half goals at plus 130. Under two and a half is minus 160. So clearly lean into the under there, according to the odds. And under one and a half going further is plus 185. So what do we think? Brentford favored and heavy on the under here. What what do we think is going to happen in this match? Yeah, super interesting. Both teams playing, you know, pretty poorly. Brentford haven't, you know, haven't gotten a win in their last eight matches. And I, as you mentioned, it's it's pretty wild to me that they're still sitting on twenty four points and like fifteenth, I think. And like, what have they done to to remain in that place? Um, the other thing for me is that you know Norwich not playing particularly well, but they instead of whereas Brentford, you know, didn't advance this far in the FA Cup, Norwich just lost Liverpool yesterday so they're playing on kind of a short week here uh this is their this will be the fourth week that they've played on a short week in terms of playing uh, a midweek cup match whereas and so in their previous three matches they've lost two and and uh drawn one and in two of those matches they were shut out whereas the other match was a one one uh tie against crystal palace so i think you know betting the under on the goals here they're playing on a short week i mean they, they did rest a couple a couple of their key players and they're starting 11, but, you know, you saw a couple other, you know, like uh, uh, Pookie played, um, Rashika played. There's there's some key guys in there that still played and that are going to have to try to turn around on a short week. So I, I think that given all that, I would go on the the under on goals here. Um, you under know, one and a half? Under, yeah, I guess under one and a half could be, to, you know, possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess under two and a half is minus one sixty. But yeah, under one and a half is a little bit bigger of a play at uh, plus one eighty five. Otherwise, um, yeah, that's that is a bit much. But um, otherwise, I would take Brentford here like straight up as as a uh, win. And I believe they are at uh, what do we got plus plus one sixty. I believe. Yeah, plus one sixty. Yeah. So I, I lean towards Brentford here, and then under under one and a half is a little bit of a bigger play. Yeah, I, I just can't get behind Brentford here away from home. It's just it's just too difficult. They've lost they lost five straight. They haven't they've they got that so they got a random so I guess this is when they're playing well, which is why they're fifteenth on the table. They got they won two nil at Wolverhampton in September and then two one at West Ham October third. And then their next nine away matches they've taken two points. I'm not betting on that. I cannot take that route. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a few things here. So you can get uh, Norwich draw no bet is plus 100. So you know if a draw hits, you get your money back. Norwich win, you you win. Um, I also kind of like no on both teams to score. It's minus 115. You don't you know you're not picking a side. You know either team can win to nil right there. Both teams are kind of struggling to score and. I mean, Norwich won the last meeting 2-1, and that was actually when uh, that was when you know Brentford were actually playing a little better. So, you know, Norwich have you know, this recent run of, of iffy results, and they did play midweek, so that's kind of worrying. Like, I got the I got the lineups pulled up. Brandon Williams and Max Aarons are both uh, game time decisions here because of issues. They missed the midweek match, so like. If Norwich have to go with other fullbacks, like if they, if they have to go with Giannoulis and Sam Biram again, like they went against uh, Liverpool on Wednesday, like I, that's and that's a different situation at that point where you know they don't have their two starting fullbacks and things start to look a little different for them. But I still kind of like Norwich. Um, like you look at the recent results, 
for both these teams are bad, but I mean, Norwich, their last, I can't remember. Let's, let's see their last four matches here. So last three, they're at Liverpool at Southampton at Liverpool. Then before that they're home against Manchester city. So like, you can't really blame them for these results before that they had a one, one draw against crystal palace. They won at Wolverhampton one nil in the FA cup. So, and even before that, they won at Watford three nil. So like, you have this difficult run of, of uh, matches here. So I'm not, I wouldn't put too much into just those recent results. Whereas like Brentford, they pretty much struggled away from home all season. So I kind of like, I'm kind of surprised Norwich are actually underdogs here. I like that plus 100 on them for, for the draw no bet. And like, if you want to take the goal route, uh, both teams, knowing both teams to score, I probably wouldn't touch the, the under one and a half. That seems a little too risky there. Yeah, I think an added layer of complexity here, too, is that uh, Brentford are going to get Ivan Tony back probably in the starting 11. He had missed about three matches with a uh, with an injury, and then he came back and played a little under a half hour of the previous match. And, you know, in those four matches where he wasn't in the starting 11, they were shut out in every match. Norwich, not exactly the greatest back line. Um, Ivan Tony, you know, back in the starting level, I think potentially makes a difference. And, uh, you know, overall, I just, you know, two teams that are not playing particularly well, I just would opt for the team that didn't have to play a match three days ago. Yeah, no, that's a solid counterpoint. I can't, I can't argue that. Like we can talk about the two, one win for Norwich early in the season, mm-hmm. but they already had, so they had Zanka started that match. He got hurt in the 12th minute and Charlie good came on for him. And I'm not even sure Charlie good, he may, I think he got loaned out actually. So like basically, yeah, he's on Sheffield United right now. So in that match, they lo- that Brentford lost. They're for the majority of the match, they're playing a defender who is has been loaned out. So um, like you can look at it one of two ways. Brentford also had two point seven nine expected goals in that match, but that's kind of what they've been doing all season. They just yeah. have been struggling to score. So yeah, it's uh, I guess the other thing here is. There's a slight chance Christian Eriksen starts, and I, he came on around the 60th or so minute, I want to say, against Newcastle. And, like, once he came on, even though they are down a man against Newcastle, like, Brentford were actually on their front foot for uh, the last however many so minutes of that match. So that would be something to to also include there. I wonder if how much – like, if the odds would actually change if Christian Eriksen starts. Like, if they're plus 160 right now, like, I wonder if – maybe like those odds even include Erickson possibly starting. I mean that he's not going to go full 90, but like I, Erickson is like, a you know, he's a top class player so, yeah. and, you know, at Brentford, it definitely changes things up uh, in their midfield. And like we saw last match, that changes just the motivate motivation for everyone on the team. So, yeah. I mean, if he comes into the starting 11 for either of these teams, besides Josh Sargent, he's probably the best player. <laughs> <laughs> You're going there, all right. Besides you clouded for, for the listeners there. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he just adds just a lot more class there for uh, for Brentford. And, you know, having Tony's running on to those through balls, I feel a little bit better. All right, all right. <laughs> we got the Manchester Derby up next. This is Sunday's match in a standalone spot. Uh, Watford hosting Arsenal earlier that day. But Manchester City, they are home against Manchester United. As expected, Man City are minus 255 to win. Man United, plus 750. And then you got a draw at plus 400. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 165. Over three and a half is plus 150. 
under two and a half goals is plus 135. You look at the recent results, they point to under. Is that kind of what you're thinking here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and plus you get much better odds. You got to go to the over three and a half to get plus odds uh, on the total goals. So I'd say under two and a half at plus 135 is the ticket here for me, at least. You know, you, when you look at previous results uh, in the past two Premier League matches, they've both they've both been two nil. Um, so earlier this season in November, uh, City beat United two nil, and then last year in uh, March, United actually beat City two nil. And then you know the, there's been a League Cup match, and then a couple other Premier League matches in a League Cup, and they've all been you know two goals to nil or one goal to nil. So. I just I would go with the under there, under two and a half. You get plus odds, and uh, I think this could be once again kind of a defensive battle. Yeah, it seems like well, so Ralph Ragnett actually hasn't uh, managed in a Manchester derby. So like, even though we're talking about these recent results, obviously it's a different manager. But I mean, when you, when you put that into the equation, doesn't that mean fewer goals now? Because like he's more of a defensive manager than Solskjaer was. So, like, they're having all these defensive managers with Solchar, and now, like, you got to think that's kind of what uh, Ragnick's going to want to do in this match. He's probably, like, he's probably going for a scoreless draw. Like, that's, that, I don't know. Like, I think Man United would be okay with this, with that result. But, yeah, I mean, if you, if you would have talked to me, like, a couple weeks ago about, like, who do you like, you know, City versus United, you're always, there's always kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure it's a, it's a derby, you know. But in City are just like a much better team overall from a quality standpoint. But the given that result against uh, against Tottenham, I'm like, okay, well, it, I remember hopping on this podcast and being like, yeah, there's no way Tottenham. Yeah, I said there's no way that they win, and uh, you know, foot in my mouth now here a couple weeks later. So it's like, you know, you know, I, I I believe slightly more than I did in in United. They're not. You know, they, they have enough, you know, if they're going to sit back and play a very, uh, you know, like bunkered in type of style, they have the players who can easily, you know, who can counterattack and, and try to grab one on the break. So I, I think the the uh, the value is on that under. And then if I just don't, you know, a bet on Manchester City, just given the odds, isn't necessarily the smartest play because you're not getting like super great odds. So it's like if you're going to do anything, you know, you kind of go United here or, or try to target the goals. Yeah, like if you wanted to bet a side, like you'd be going with, like the best move would be like Man City minus one and a half or something. Right. Yep. Like which hoping is, that they win in like a two nil draw. Yeah, my, Man City minus one or and a two half nil win. is yeah, is plus one ten, and then Man United plus one and a half is minus one twenty five. So I don't know. I think in this matchup, it just seems like there's maybe more pressure on Manchester city to perform at home. Like this is the Manchester Derby. Like, like we know, like the, you know, what goes on between these teams, like how, like the type, the type of team man city is the type of team man United are like, I wonder if like pressure is kind of built into these, like man, man United have won the last three games between these teams uh, played at. Yes. Played at the Etihad. And that, I mean, that dates back to December 2019. So it's, I mean, it's not even that far, far away. So like something, maybe something to do with the pressure, but I, I'm not saying bet on Manchester United to win this match. Cause like Manchester city are, they, they're still in a real battle here at the top of the table. But 
Like I think it's gonna I think it's just gonna be a little tighter than than what the odds suggest. Like sure, there's always a chance this is a game that really goes off the rails, like the like the Tottenham Manchester City one, but I don't think that's how Ragnick wants to play this. Like he's seen his his team's uh, struggles to score against a lot of teams. Like he's not gonna want to get into a you know up and down track meet kind of a thing with uh, against Manchester City's attack. Like United just haven't been scoring like that, so I don't know why he he'd want to play like that. But like they're getting so McTominay, he should be back. He's coming back from illness. Big question for Manchester City is Ruben Diaz missed out midweek with a leg issue. Uh, like if he can't go, it might be Laporte and John Stones in the midfield. Otherwise, like Manchester City are pretty healthy. Like you, I mean, you're looking at the injuries. It's a bunch of you know youth team players, Zach stuff, and guys that don't really matter. But they got they got Gabriel Jesus and Graylish back midweek, so like they're pretty much full strength uh, outside of Diaz. So injuries won't be a problem, but. I'd lean with Manchester United plus one and a half and then the under two and a half goals. Yeah. Another one similar to the under two and a half goals is the both teams to, uh, to score. You can get no at minus minus one ten. last seven matches. You know, one, one of the teams in this mat in this uh, matchup has not scored. So that's a, that's one that I would absolutely consider. Yeah. I like that one as well. Uh, I wrote about it. If you want to check out my article, I went four and last week. Uh, if you want to check that out. <laughs> And he's hitting, he's hitting FA Cup parlays. So. <laughs> yeah, so I I wrote about the under. Actually, yeah, now I'm just I'm just revealing my article, so you don't read it. <laughs> but I did talk about this match, but I did point out the no on both teams to score. So I do like that one as well. So the next match, so we have a so game week twenty eight is it's double game week. And like if you're a, if you're an FPL player or fan tracks or whatever kind of player, it's double game week. We're not going to be touching on the second matches of these teams. Uh, those are all on Thursday. Like, there's no reason to, you know, discuss matches a, a week in advance here. So we're just going to be talking about the weekend matches and Monday's match. We have Tottenham home against Everton. Uh, Tottenham minus 170 to win. You can get Everton plus 500 to win. Draw is plus 310. Over two and a half goals minus 130. Over three and a half plus 195. Under two and a half goals plus 105. I think the odds are are too heavy for Tottenham right here. What do you think? Yeah, it's. I would go Tottenham or the draw here. Um, you know, let's see. It's been about three of their four of their past eight matchups have been ended in a draw, dating back to um, May of 2019. So I, you know, both Tottenham are such like a yo-yo. They they'll come out and they'll win a huge game against Man City. They'll then draw or they'll then drop a game to um, to Burnley and then and then they just beat the crap out of uh, Leeds last weekend. So it's like I don't really know what to expect from them. Uh, Everton are way closer to relegation than I ever thought they'd be. We did we never really did get that Frank Lampard bump that we were kind of thinking was going to happen. Uh, so I here I just think Tottenham, despite their yo-yo ability to to win a big match and then lose one that they should absolutely pull away with. I still think that like Tottenham um, can, can, can win this one or at least uh, get a draw from it. Yeah. There's two sides of this here. Uh, just looking at results, recent results and everything. Uh, so we got Tottenham like you at one point Tottenham were playing really well at home, playing really well under Conte. And I think it came to the point of, I guess it was the prior Man City Tottenham match. 
Actually, I, I can't even remember now at this point. But maybe it was the Tottenham Chelsea matchup that we were talking about in, in the in the League Cup. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then but like you look at their last couple home matches, like three two loss against Southampton, two nil loss against Wolverhampton. You, like you throw those in there, maybe maybe this home field advantage isn't isn't uh, what we thought it was. But then even like their recent their best win recently is against Leeds who are just giving up goals for fun. Like they just lost midweek. I guess that was Tuesday at Middlesbrough. Uh, they lost one yeah. nil against Middlesbrough and you know, they started Harry Kane. They started son. They started pretty much all of the regulars and for 190 minutes, they could not score against Middlesbrough who are eighth place in the championship table. Like, Okay. So we got that in there. Sure, they're home, but the other side of this, we have Everton. Uh, they have some good results. Like, okay, they, but well, I guess that good result is, you know, win against Leeds. So I guess we can throw that away. <laughs> so if you don't include that, they've actually lost their last three. But I think more importantly, they lost 3-1 at Newcastle. They lost 2-0 at Southampton. So away matches. The other part of this is, I'm just keep diving further here. They yes. got they got Dakure back. Dakure played full 90 against Manchester City last week. They probably should have gotten a point from that match. They played pretty well, but again, that match was at home. Dakure didn't play in the prior three matches. So all these things here, they they're just all these stats, you know, like just point to the opposite team. So it is the logical method just to be like, okay, well, Tottenham are home. We should just bet on them. Is that kind of how it goes? No, the logical thing for me, if you're, if we're going to go, bet it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess a yes would probably be <laughs> not bet it, but B, if they if it's like, uh, oh man, here's one stat that will say the other team will win. Well, whereas here's the counterpoint, the point for me would be to take the draw at plus three ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's probably what it is. I just gave like instead of like you know one of those talking head shows, I just was talking to myself on each side. I <laughs> was like, supposed. I was supposed to say the bad things about Tottenham, and then you were supposed to say the bad things about Everton. We kind of messed that one up, actually. It's like you uh, you came on to do kits and wagers, and I just like forgot to attend this week. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, Adam, what do you think about this one? Oh, well, well Adam. <laughs> All right, so if we like the draw, what if this match finishes two two? I kind of like I kind of like the over in this one. If you will get, if you want over three and a half goals plus one ninety five, like we've seen. Tottenham's back line be kind of iffy against against better attacks like they gave up three against Southampton and we've seen Everton allow some goals in their away matches you know uh, the way Lampard plays it's a little more attacking than uh, what we're used to with Everton so I kind of like I kind of like the goals in this match even if you know even if it's like three one to a side I, I think there will be goals in this match I don't think this is going to be like a, a one nil result kind of thing so yeah no I agree with you there. I just, like Tottenham prior to, you know, where they, they played a Burnley side who doesn't really score a lot of goals. And then, you know, Leeds United, they axed their manager after the game. So prior to that, they were giving up quite, you know, at least two goals a game in from a, you know, from a manager who like has kind of prided himself on defense in the past and has you know played really good defense. But uh, yeah, so I, I think definitely the goals in this one, but um, yeah, honestly, the more we talked about it, the more I'm like, all right, Let's take a let's take a flyer and take plus three ten on the bet uh, on the draw for a bet. 
Yeah, I might consider that. I, I'll see what the odds look like before. I guess that's Monday, so we got we got some time. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Actually, as Everton actually played today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, as as we talk about this, Everton are home against Boreham Wood today. So again, we're talking about this before that match. So we don't know if any injuries going to happen or anything. But I assume it's not going to be like
And uh, while, you know, I had two bets and usually I like to kind of, as we discuss them, think about how confident I feel in each one. The first one that I was thinking about was Brentford at plus 165. As we got discussing it, you know, I liked your counterpoints and I, I just, I'm going to steer clear of that one. Although I do feel generally like Brentford might win that match. Um, I feel better about them. Um, but uh, steering clear of that one just because of the uncertainty. Um, I'm going to go on the game that we, uh, the, the biggest game of the weekend, the Manchester City Derby. I'm going to go no on both teams to score at minus 110. Past seven matches, as I noted, uh, one team hasn't scored. They've been shut out. And so I think that that, that trend will continue. And I'm going to go no on both teams to score minus 110. All right. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, I already agree with that bet. So I have no more comments from me here on this. I'll Fair. take it. So I'm going. I'm going to a game. I, I was also going to – I considered the under, taking the under in that match, but I didn't want to you know, do the full Manchester best bet corner show here. So I'm yeah. going with a match we didn't talk about and a team that – a team that I've had trouble with this season. Uh, so Aston Villa, I you know, I, I failed to mention even before that uh, last week ahead of my best bets, I pointed out Watford plus one and a half against Manchester United and Aston Villa money line. At Brighton, uh, they weren't my best bets, but I did mention them. So, <laughs> gold star <laughs> for Adam. All right, so this Villa Southampton match, I, I I keep coming back to it just because on one side the recent Villa results under Gerard they don't they don't say goals, but uh, it just it just makes sense that there's going to be goals in this match. So. Southampton, they played midweek. They played, I think they rotated almost everyone, but maybe two of their starters. I guess like uh, Ward Prowse and Walker Peters started in that match. Whereas West Ham, they pretty much started almost all of the regulars. Southampton still won 3-1. Uh, this was Wednesday in the FA Cup. But it seems like Southampton are scoring at least one goal every match. Like it doesn't matter who they play. Uh, like they scored, you know, one at Manchester United, three at Tottenham. I mean, you can go down the list of it. No matter who they play, they're scoring at least one goal. And then they've also allowed multiple goals in eight of their last nine away matches. Uh, okay. I'm, all right. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. I just, I just saw, I just pulled it up again, and I saw the one-one result at Manchester United, and I had to double check. But no, that is a correct stat. I am not lying. So, it just, it just seems like goals are going to happen in this match. Uh, like Villa got two uh, last weekend at Brighton. Maybe that's, you know, that's going to lead to some more goals. They started both Watkins and Danny Ings up front with Coutinho. Like they have, I mentioned last week, like they, they have a really talented team. And I, I don't think the also, the other issue is that Salisu is uh, a doubt. He missed the midweek match for Southampton. He's probably been Southampton's best center back this season. You put that in there. You also got the, the issue of Walker Peters had a hamstring issue midweek. So it looks like Peroud, uh, Romain Peroud may start there at left back. So that's another thing to do with. Um, I just think there's going to be goals in this match. And so instead of, you know, getting less value, uh, and so over two and a half goals is minus 120. I do like that. And But then you also, I'm actually going to do 
that's kind of a you can do take a parlay on DraftKings. You can get over two and a half goals combined with both teams to score, and that's at plus one hundred odds. So this is basically two one type of match, kind of a thing, is what I'm saying. Uh, instead of you know just relying on getting minus one twenty for the over two and a half, I'm just saying both teams are score. There's not going to be a clean sheet. Plus uh, plus one hundred odds, so you're just getting a few more few more bucks uh, than just the regular over two and a half. So after okay. all that, what what do you think on this bet here? Do you I think I'm going to finally win a Aston Villa best bet? <laughs> I'm hopeful for you. Confidence? I'm not sure. Uh, I would say this is this is spicy. Is this our first parlay as a best bet, or have have you done a couple in the past? Um, I probably early on, I feel like I gave like a money line parlay at some point, uh, early on. Yeah. Pretty rare that we go out and and do a parlay. So I think this one's really interesting. Um, I, I can't believe Danny Ings hasn't like started more games for Aston Villa. So it was good to see him. Like, I think him and Watkins up, up front with Coutinho is their best, best attack. And then you bring on, bring on some of their other like quality players, like, uh, Leon Bailly off the bench. And, you know, like you bring him on six, 60 minutes in, it's like, okay, that's a lot. It's a different, uh, different type of attack to defend. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I think, uh, both teams are playing well. So Southampton particularly like are crushing it last six matches. They have taken, you know, what is it? 11 points from their past six. There's 10 goals in six matches. So as you noted, you know, this, both teams, you know, playing a little bit better in front of that. So, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued, and I love the fact that it's a, a parlay, which is something that we don't typically do for the best bets. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, plus 100 seems like a good idea. We got any other uh, tidbits here for the weekend? No, looking forward to uh, watching, again, sitting on my couch throughout the day Saturday and watching a lot of uh, Premier League. Are we – are we betting Salah to score? What's going on with that? Honestly, I didn't even look at the odds for that game because I just assumed that they were not going to be that good. But as you say it, the one thing that Ivan Tony plus one eighty five, as I continue to rail on the uh, the um, those types of bets. But uh, let me. See. So we got. I'm, I got it here. Uh, okay. Salah's minus one thirty five. Jota, if he starts, he's plus one fifteen. Mane plus one forty. Diaz plus one fifty. So we, I feel like we talked about this a few weeks ago. I said the odds didn't seem correct on Mane. Uh, they might have been against Norwich. I, uh, I can't remember exactly, no. but but he actually scored in that match, and yeah. that was the that was a show where you said I'm never betting on Mane. I'm not betting on Mane to score given his current form. So <laughs> he, your thoughts yeah. changed. I mean. He's got three goals in his last two games, so yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he was he had scored one goal in twelve matches. I'm like, I was like, hey, ah, when, when you're forward for Liverpool, it doesn't matter what your form is. The goals will come depending on the matchup. Yeah, that's fair. Give me Diaz a plus one fifty over any of those. So that's he he's like looked like he could score any game. Has he scored yet for Liverpool? Yeah, he scored against. Uh, he scored the third goal against Norwich, I believe. That he did, yeah. The uh, the Salah Mane Diaz trio of goals there. Yep. He did not score any of the six against Leeds, though. Is that where you? That's. Uh, I mean, what was it? it was two for Salah, two for Mane, and then uh, two Mane center back, bench. two center yeah. back goals. So yeah. you know, I wasn't too too worried about it. All right, there you go. That is it for kits and wagers. Chris has no on both teams to score between Manchester City and Manchester United. That is minus 110. 
I'm doing a parlay for over two and a half goals and both teams to score between Astonville and Southampton. That's plus 100. Again, we got the odds page up here. Look at all these odds. Uh, this is Friday. If you're watching on YouTube, look at this. We got we got Peterborough back at it after losing against Manchester City. Man, we got championship odds in here mixed with Serie A, mixed, mixed with Ligue 1. Mixed, mixed with Bundesliga, mixed with Liga MX, La Liga. Man, we got it all. Jeez, Rotowire, killing it. Rotowire.com. Check uh, it yeah, out. correct. Rotowire.com. If you want a free 10-day trial, if you don't have access to this, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. No credit card required. That's how easy it is. Chris, thank you for joining me in this discussion for Game Week 28. Let's get these best bets rolling, and let's get... I don't know. Let's let's keep my uh, let's, let's keep get my another cup going. of coffee. Yeah, let's get That's let's right, get another right. cup of coffee and, and start our Thursdays here. Anyways, everyone, thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or whatever you, wherever you listen podcast form. We will be back for Game Week Twenty Nine next week. And until then, uh, good luck with your bets. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get some more winners out to you. Thanks, Adam. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.